Hello, and welcome to the Living My Resilient Life podcast. Be prepared for funny cat anecdotes as well as stories near and dear to my heart. My name is Caitlin Roller, and I can't wait to share my experiences of living life with resilience. (laughs) Alrighty, happy Friday, or it's Friday for me. I have no idea when I'm posting this, so it might be later in the week, but it's Friday for us. I actually have my first ever guest today. Uh, Her name is Blanca, and I'll just kind of, I'll let you introduce yourself. Um, Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Blanca, like like Caitlin was saying. Okay, so um, this is actually my seventh year in education. First year as a counselor, um, and so that that's my background. Um, I'm also a bilingual teacher, and it's definitely interesting being in a new position amidst a pandemic. So that's a little bit of a background for me. Yeah, I, we're both teachers here, which is perfect because we are talking about teacher burnout today, which is really funny because it's only September. And I know that I have a lot of teachers who listen, um, but for those who are not teachers, I would describe teacher burnout as getting so involved in your job that it kind of takes over your whole, kind of takes over your whole life. You have no downtime. It's, you feel like everything you're doing is teacher, 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 and you're exhausted all the time. I, I, I know that you were a teacher for you said six years before this first year as a counselor, right? Experienced teacher burnout. How would you describe teacher burnout? Just an emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion by prolonged stress. Um, stress is definitely a good thing; it drives you. But when you have too much of it and don't have any control, then that's where, when your body is just exhausted, and you know, it's very difficult to to live with our daily lives, continue with our daily lives. Yeah, no, I I get that. If you ever hear any weird pauses, we both have cats that like to appear in our background. And so I know that Blanca's got a cat that constantly needs her attention. So (laughs) every now and then, (laughs) that's what you'll hear in the background. And I told y'all from the first episode that we've got cats appearing. So now we have it on both ends. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, they're definitely the physical and the mental toll that it takes. It's so hard because as a teacher, you absolutely love what you do and you just want to do everything you possibly can for your students. But sometimes it's that whole metaphor of like the filling the cup thing. So you end up filling their cup all the way and you're completely empty. And that's where it feels like it takes over your whole life is because you're so busy filling their cup that you don't spend any time taking care of you or doing anything outside of teaching. I know that for me, my first two years, I, if I were asked, you know, well, what do you like to do? I'm like, I'm a teacher. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I didn't have any other answer because I just kind of felt that was all that I did. And unfortunately, as, as noble as that sounds, it's not a great thing uh, to always be doing things for other people because then you're not taking care of yourself and you really are the most important thing. Yeah. And there's so much pressure. Um, I mean, you're being recorded, you're having live sessions, your parents are looking at you, administration is looking at you, you have everyone's eyes, you know, and I felt like at least when we were back in 
April, March, when did, when this all started, mm -hmm. there was so much support. Um, and then now we're back at it. Oh, you know, teachers don't want to go back to work. And so you feel that pressure. So I think we don't want to seem that way. And we're putting all of our effort and, and that's also exhausting. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's so sad that I feel like teacher burnout's happening and it's, what is it, September 4th is when we're recording this. Usually I think teacher burnout is discussed more maybe towards like December or a little bit even towards the end of the year when those report cards are due. So it's usually the beginning of the year is really exciting. So you're doing a lot and you're working hard but it's really exciting because you have a brand new class coming in, you're setting up your classroom, you're printing out cute labels. But right now, especially with so many people teaching virtually, you're just trying to figure out how to teach curriculum, but doing it online. And I got to tell you, I was teaching decimals this week and it's for fourth grade, their first time dealing with decimals. And I... Oh, it was so frustrating not to have manipulatives for the kids or anything they can work on. Um, and then you've got Zoom that pauses and Wi-Fi issues with the kid. It's like a whole new level of stress, I feel like. It is. You have to learn basically everything from scratch. You have to relearn how to teach and how to create relationships online and get a hold of parents. Um, it's been very difficult for sure. Not only that, but I know that a lot of every day is an unknown. And then there's so many changes on a daily basis that sometimes contradict the information you received prior. Um, I know at least in my end, I had to learn a whole new system. And, and of course that's exhausting as it is, just learning a new role in addition. So I definitely feel those new teachers coming in. I feel like a new teacher Profession. again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone's first. Everyone's a sure. teacher. And like you said, everything's changing all the time. So I guess to all my teachers out there, one, y'all are rock stars because this is not an easier to be an educator, whether you're new or old, this is difficult. But you are very appreciate. I know you are very much appreciated by by me and also by Blanca and a lot of the parents too. I think I feel really bad for the parents because I know that they're so stressed out and they're also probably frustrated with technology. So I can, I, I know that some, I try to give a little grace. I know that sometimes the parents might seem a little hard to work with right now, but I try to, if I were a parent right now and trying to do my job and I have a young kid who's in kindergarten trying to do Zoom, I can't even imagine what that's like. So same I, I don't I don't have kids and I can't imagine teaching having little ones you know how oh. difficult must that be no I my partner teacher actually she has two kids and they were in her classroom last week wow she was also teaching so she's trying to get a kindergartner onto zoom and two minutes later she has to teach a lesson and then She's got a fifth grader who's very independent, but still needs help every now and then. And it is, I mean, first of all, amazing to watch because she's a rock star. But I mean, there's so many other parents out there trying to do similar things and it is, it's rough. <laughs> so long story short, pandemic is not fun and it's not fun for teachers right now, especially. You need to take a break for yourself and, and it's okay to 
you know, give yourself some time. And even if it means 10 minutes before you go to sleep or 10 minutes before uh, you go into work, just do some mindful breathing and um, coping mechanisms um, because you're not going to be able to produce if you're not taking care of yourself. And I think that sometimes you feel guilty for mm -hmm. doing that. Um, but like you said earlier, you can't, you can't fill an empty cup. Yeah, no, it's that whole, I, I've heard it in different, yeah. Like, yeah, different podcasts <laughs> where it's like, you can't, you can't fill, you can't pour into someone else's yes. cup if yours is empty. Exactly. Yeah, no. And I know that one of the reasons I was so excited to get you on here as my first guest is not only do you have a background in education, but I know that you're starting your first year as a counselor. So I guess what are some, I know you've learned so many things and you have so many different resources, but in terms of teacher burnout, how can we as teachers prevent that? Or if we're already at that stage, kind of take it down. Do you have any, any ideas or resources for us? I would definitely encourage everyone to just take a moment and do a self-assessment um, and just be, like I said earlier, mindful of your feelings. Um, you know, just how, what are your emotions? Um, so like in terms of, you said taking like a, you said like a self-assessment, what would that, right. what would that look like uh, to take a self-assessment? Um, I actually am looking at a TA resource and perfect. I know that you said that it's so strange that we're talking about teacher burnout, but I feel like everybody is feeling this way. So if I want to look at your emotions, um, are you feeling more sad than usual? Have anxiety, feel depressed, just want to keep to yourself. That's definitely a sign that, um, you need to reassess where you're at, um, as far as your behavior. You could feel um, withdrawn, have aggression, increase in conflict. Uh, physical, you could have headaches, stomach aches, aches, fatigue, muscle pains. I've been having them. On my <laughs> I know on the shoulders we're teaching virtually like, like this. Checkpoint, checkpoint, yes. Uh, yep. <laughs> and then just feeling confu uh, confused. Yesterday I was listening to um, a podcast and someone was mentioning that they felt like they had they were hungover, but they hadn't been drinking. So that's definitely a sign. Oh, yeah, it's like when you wake for. up, you wake up and you're like, why am I still so exhausted? And Ex you're just mentally confused, I think would be. Exactly, exactly. So that's definitely some signs that, you know, you need to take a moment for yourself and um, really, like I said, assess where you're, you're at and then just take some time for yourselves. Um, and there's different ways that you can cope. You could do some journaling, go outside. Um, I definitely recommend a buddy system. I think mm. that, that sometimes we hold all these emotions because you want to be super teacher, but it's, it's okay and everyone's feeling that way. Um, just set goals for yourself basically on a daily basis and stick to it. So, oh, I, I agree with that. I mean, uh, actually yesterday, I in because we have students coming back in school uh, Tuesday after Labor Day. And so I feel like I have to be doing there's like that never ending to do list that you have. And I totally applied that buddy system that you're talking about. My partner teacher said, I'm not leaving until you leave. And so I was like, oh, 
well, okay, I don't want to make another person stay late. I'm going to leave with her. And so that way she's like, you know, you can do a little bit of work at home if you need to, but at least you're at home and you're not at school. Yes. And um, another thing that I would recommend is writing it down because I feel that if you do that, you're more committed um, to doing it and follow through. Um, so just pick one thing, at, at least one thing that you can do for yourself each day. And everyone's is different. It could be, you know, drawing. Um, that's very therapeutic. Um, a lot of people think that you have to go out and do your nails or get a massage. You don't have to spend money to take care of yourself. You know, 100%. just go outside, walk, um, play with your kids, play with your pets. And that's, those are some really good free coping <laughs> skills. I'm all about free. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's just about taking the time and committing. No, to do I, I love that. I, and, and you said it was good to write it down and to journal. Yes. It's a journal. I personally love to journal. I need to journal more. Honestly, I know I need to. Um, I think for me, if I were to set a goal, it would be to leave the school you have to set a time to leave the school or even if you know that, oh, I, I know I need to be getting more work done, set, I've heard, I forget who I was talking to, set one day aside a week that said, okay, this is the day I can stay until like five or 5.30. But then all the other days I leave as soon as like, you know, 3.30 or four, or whatever that looks like for your school. Um, I, I don't know. I, that's some, I'm trying to leave by a certain time every day, uh, just so that way I don't, my whole day is not teaching. Right. And it shouldn't be because no. you're human. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah. It sounds crazy to anyone else, but as teachers, you understand, okay, there's no way I'm going to leave work at work. You still have work to do, but I think you need to when it comes to your health. You know, because there's so many more side effects that you can get from being burnt out and having anxiety. Um, you know, there's diabetes that you can get. Um, just and um, an immense amount. Yeah. Yes. I could see it on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> yes. Um, gain weight. Um, Probably sleeping poorly, I would think. Yes. I know that I, I had that trouble with that for a little while. I'm trying to think. I can't I can't recall from the top of my head, but there's maybe it's a Friday. Out. We're yeah, we're filming this yeah. on a Friday after school. So our brains are not a hundred percent there, which is yeah, kind of <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a long week. And I know that you spent six years as a teacher. So what were I guess what were some goals that you set for yourself when you were in the classroom? Um, like you said, leaving on time, um, I learned that the hard way mm -hmm. because I dedicated a lot of my time just thinking about work and it got to the point where it was during the weekend, it was late at night and I, um, I shut off a lot of people. Mm that makes any sense yeah and, um, that, that's definitely not healthy because I was so dedicated but at, you know at the end of the day um that was a very unhealthy habit no I get what you mean when you say like shutting off people it's more like you almost don't have the energy 
to make one more phone call or to make one more like commitment to something. I know sometimes I would get home and I'm just like, I can't talk to anyone for like 10, 15 minutes. I've spent all day talking, but mm-hmm. you're right. You, if you do that enough times, like in a row of, Oh, I'm just so exhausted. I'm so exhausted. You do end up kind of pushing away people that you're close to. And that's right. not, that's not great at all. It's <laughs> terrible. It really was. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I 100% get that. And I know that you as a counselor too, have been probably getting from teachers all the questions of, oh, I need like, help me out coping skills, coping mechanisms. How can I prevent this poor teacher turn this teacher burnout? See, I can't even can't even speak right now on a Friday. (laughs) I yeah, so you said journaling, journaling, um, going outside, taking a walk exercising, meditation, yoga. I would definitely try any of those. Just whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Closing the computer if you're working. (laughs) Don't work. Yes. Take time off. Drink water. (laughs) Turn off um, the news. Don't look at your social media for a little bit. Shut it off. Focus on yourself, but focus on your breathing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. My mom always tells me, because she's a teacher as well, she says, she's like, oh, you have to remember to breathe during the day. And that sounds so silly because you're constantly breathing, but you kind of, you have to focus on taking yes. at least a couple deep breaths. Yes. And it really does actually make a huge difference. I'm, at first you're like, okay, mom, sure, whatever. But it actually made a huge difference. No, it, it really does. Just cognitively, it just refreshes your brain. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. why a lot of our kids need that as well, just to calm them down. Oh yeah. I know I'm, as I've been learning about different coping skills through just reading, listening to podcasts, I have my own therapy. And so I, I've been realizing, I'm like, Ooh, I need to teach some of these skills to a certain extent, of course, to these kiddos. You do. Well. You, it's funny that you say that just because I think that at least I hadn't heard about it. So maybe this past year, and it's even more relevant now. Um, and you don't think about the little things like that. The kids need that. And if kids need that, we obviously need that too. Oh, yeah. Or, and they want to see you as a teacher, you're modeling that good behavior. So if you're taking care of yourself and you're practicing breathing and you take a moment to stretch every now and then, I don't know. I think that the little things really add up. Yes. And even if you ver- verbalize it, okay, um, feel, I'm feeling this way because feelings are fine. I'm going to, I'm going to just breathe for a few minutes or I'm going to ground myself, you know? Um, it, and it's fine because like you said, it's, it, you're modeling that behavior um, because that's what happens when they grow up and they don't know how to control themselves. And then you have all these other issues as a grown up. I know. I was like, I don't remember ever learning those skills in the classroom when I was younger. No, no, I, I no, definitely not. <laughs> I did a, of course, as a teacher, we do our professional development over the summer. And so I was in the, the get your teach on. Do you know that one? Yeah. Yes. That's cool. You went to that. So it was, unfortunately we couldn't go to it because pandemic. Oh, so it was virtual. <laughs> yes. So it was virtual and I had listened to one speaker who is a counselor 
Oh, I wish I could remember her name. Um, I'll have to look it up later and I'll put it in the comments on here. Yeah. Um, but she was a count, she's a counselor and she was talking about how important it is to be teaching that social emotional learning. Yeah. Acronym SEL. Yes. That's huge right now. I, yeah, you're and you're a counselor too, so I'm sure you've just been you're bombarded with that in a good way, of course. <laughs> and there's so many free resources. Like I didn't know of any of these resources till now, and I'm just like, this is all free, and they teach you how to teach it to your kids and for parents. So I mean, there's just no, a, that's a, amazing. If you yeah. want to, after after we're done recording this, you can send me like an email or a link or something and I'll put it in the descriptions here for those who would love those free resources. I know we're talking about teacher burnout, but anyone can have burnout whether you're a teacher or not. And you know what? I don't know when you're going to um, post this or publish this. Yeah. But there's actually a free webinar um, for teacher burnout. I'm trying to look for that. I got that today. Oh, love Um, that. Yeah, so I think it'd be great. It's a workshop. So resilient strategies for educators, <laughs> techniques for self-care. I love so that it's resilient. For you, right? I know, I was like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so let me see when it is. But it's completely free. It's through the Harris County Department of Education. Oh. Um, so that's yeah. another resource. I love that. I'll, I'll definitely post that in with this. I'll try to get this out here pretty early. I'd love to get this out by Labor Day. <laughs> I know that's a quick turnaround, but I think it's important. Um, yes. No, I love, yeah, the social emotional learning though. Um, I guess going back to that, that, uh, that lecture that I heard from that counselor was talking about the three things that you, the three, not three things, but the three words she said that were so important to tell a student or any kid is tell me more giving them that opportunity to just kind of, yeah, get it out. That verbal, the verbal processing is so huge. And of course, you know, you can write it out, but sometimes those thoughts come so quickly, you just need it to come out verbally. And so, I don't know, it's just like three words, but it, the way that she explained it, I can't, I can't say it as well as she did, especially on a Friday, but I, I loved what she said. And it really made me think about, how I can incorporate that, even in the smallest ways. I know that teachers, we have so much on our plates already. We are nurses, we are teachers, we wear every hat. We are also camp counselors when it's indoor recess time. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I think that even just a small focus on that during the year, even if it's you know pandemic, not pandemic, whatever the year, I think it's still really important. Absolutely. And so, um... That was actually one of the presentations I did for oh. the teachers, um, how to integrate social emotional learning into academics. Oh, so, I love that. Yes, it, it's huge. And it's the little, the little things. You don't have to spend, I know your teachers always press on time, um, but you don't have to spend a whole lesson if, if you do it intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be that, like you said, that modeling of yourself. Um, through self-awareness and self-management and they see that I know. have them practice. I know there's a, a, you mentioned free resources. I know a lot of teachers know Go Noodle and I looked today and there's a whole spot on just like mindfulness, I think mindful breathing. 
Um, and it just takes them through like a kid friendly step-by-step like guided there's, I think they have a guided meditation in there. Um, and they have a whole like series of breathing and I know that go, go noodle is fun for so many different things. Yes. Um, even class dojo has them. Oh, really? Yes. And headspace is another great resource that is free for teachers. Mm-hmm. So. I personally, I have Headspace. I think I wrote a, I think I wrote a blog post actually Did you? <laughs> yeah, about just like anxiety in general. And yes. I love that teachers have that free, that it's free for them. I think you have to sign in or I think if you even type in educators free Headspace, you can find it really quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't know Class Dojo had that too. I love Class Dojo. Yes, go under their videos. Okay, I'll have to do that. <laughs> I love that we got we started talking about teacher burnout, and here <laughs> we are talking about helping our students. <laughs> I know that's pretty much how it goes, though. The teacher in us, <laughs> it, it really is. But I think you know if we're gonna teach our students that um, how much how important it is to take care of themselves, we have to be the first ones to do it. I yes. Think, I really, I really believe that it like, I like, we're going back to that cup of water thing that you can't pour into their cup unless you pour into yours. You can't, you know, model that great social emotional learning unless you are doing it yourself first and you have something to model. I think and, you know, like, just being human, we need that connection with other people and, and you can overcome so many things through relationships, healthy relationships. Um, and same thing with your kids. So even though you're saying we keep talking about the kids, it's about that relationship that you have with them that makes them resilient. <laughs> I, love I, love the, I love that plug. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah, you're, re- you're right, though. It really brings the whole thing together. Um, and so, yeah, I will be posting the resources that Blanca was talking about, those free resources. You can use them with your with your kids if you have them. If you're a teacher – um, an adult, a human of any kind, <laughs> you can definitely use those as well. I love free things. <laughs> so I'll yes. post those links in that description box. Um, or I guess it might be under, it'll just be under my podcast. I don't know what it's called off the top of my head, but that description box I think is best fitted. Um, but I guess we'll wrap this up unless, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Anything you wanted to quick plug in before we before we sign sign off if you are interested in that TEA self-assessment mm-hmm. um can I email that to you yeah that self-assessment you and you said we should take it not like take it I guess it would be more of a kind of like a understanding your emotions taking a time do you take that like once a day or when do you kind of take that self-assessment oh I would just reflect on the way that you've been feeling and thinking. Okay. Uh, within the last few days. Yeah. I'm such a, I'm such like a rule follower of like, when do you have to do this by? But I think it's just very personal. Yeah. You know? Like anyone can take it really. Yeah. It's at any it's, moment because I'm sure if you feel that you need to self-assess. <laughs> if you're questioning if you have to, <laughs> you probably should. Yeah. <laughs> but no. yes, there's really great resources and there's even a hotline. Um, oh. So it, you're not alone and there's a lot of resources out there. I love that. 
Mm-hmm. That yeah, the alone feeling is the worst, which is why I'm wanting to make a whole episode about it because I there's so many teachers that feel very alone, especially if they're in their houses teaching virtually. You're not really with anyone else except for whoever you live with. So right. um, just know that everyone who's doing it virtually or they're in class and doing it, everyone everyone's struggling and everyone can use a few free resources. <laughs> right. Yeah. And even if you're at home, um, reach out to someone through Zoom or phone someone. I mean, it's okay. We're all, we're all going through the same thing in one way or another. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Well, I'm going to go ahead and I'll pause it, but thank you so much for joining me today. I loved having my first ever guest on here. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) I know. I love, I never really get to